You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for February 26, 2023, the first Sunday in Lent. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Well, I first learned this story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness as a child in Sunday school in our Episcopal Church in Greeley, Colorado. I have to admit, I didn't think any of the things that the devil suggested to Jesus sounded at all tempting. Bread made out of stones? No thanks, I thought, at seven or eight years old. I much preferred my mother's homemade bread that was freshly ground wheat. You could smell the the wheat before it was even baked, mixed with oil and honey, and it filled our house with the most unforgettable aroma. Stone bread? No thanks. Jumping off a high place? No. I loved jumping off the high dive at our local pool, but there's no way that I could be tempted to throw myself off a building onto the hard ground. All the kingdoms of the world? I couldn't even compute being put in charge of a single small nation, much less all the kingdoms of the world at my young age, or even at the ripe age I am now, to be honest. Of course, we can easily read these so-called temptations literally, as I did, from the lens of an immature faith. This kind of reading far removes us from Jesus' experience here. But when we take a deeper look at what's really at stake, very quickly we begin to realize and relate to the crisis of conscience Jesus faces here in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. The third chapter concluded with Jesus coming up out of the waters of baptism, and he sees the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And he hears a voice say, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. End of that chapter, beginning of this one, no sooner does Jesus receive this clear message from heaven and see the Spirit of God descend on him, than the same Spirit leads him up into the wilderness to be tempted. I think in more modern parlance, we might say that Jesus was driven out there to face his doubts and fears. Fears that what God has promised might not actually be true. And his fears are the universal fears of every human at some point or at many points in our lives. Is there a God? And if so, is God with me or against me? Albert Einstein put it this way, the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. Last Sunday, Father Peter preached beautifully on the transfiguration of Jesus high on a mountain as it was witnessed by Peter, James, and John. For Jesus and these disciples, the transfiguration was the pinnacle of spiritual experience. But long before he went up there, Jesus had gone into this wilderness. And Father Peter previewed this gospel today for us by suggesting that when Jesus is led up into the wilderness to be tempted, He experiences the complete opposite of what later he experienced on that Mount of Transfiguration. The Transfiguration would echo his baptism and remind him that at this baptism, he heard that voice from heaven declaring that he is God's son, the chosen, the beloved. At the Transfiguration, they're told this and that they should listen to Jesus. And these two experiences offer profound assurance to Jesus and his followers that God's universe is friendly and we are God's beloved children too. 
But on this mountain, in this wilderness, Jesus is led up to to be tempted. As Peter said last week, Jesus has the opposite experience of epiphany and spiritual clarity. Here he is in the place of no spiritual experience. I imagine Jesus up there in the wilderness reflecting on that high point of his baptism and those words God said to him, this is my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. These declarations were clear and unequivocal. There's no reason for Jesus not to trust in God's words. But here in the wilderness, bewilderment sets in. Here in the wilderness, the devil preys upon Jesus with hunger, loneliness, and doubt. If you are the son of God, the devil seems to say, trust, but verify. What God said may not be true. If you are the son of God, why are you hungry? You know, you can feed yourself any time. Just turn these stones to bread. If you are the son of God, then God loves you. Why not test it out? Why not see if God will really protect you from harm? Just to be sure. If God is so pleased with you, where are the signs of his pleasure? Shouldn't you have a fair share of wealth and power to show for it? The devil tempts Jesus to doubt his own belovedness, and to do so would betray Jesus' trust in God. We are reminded in the reading we heard from Genesis today, so perfectly read by Max Volinakis, that, that from the beginning, we, the, the people, Adam and Eve, were called from the beginning to till and keep the earth in good health and balance so that we and all God's creatures can thrive in harmony. But the serpent makes the man and woman doubt that God provides all they need to thrive in the garden. And they're tempted to cross the one boundary that Jesus sets for them. They're tricked into thinking if they could have their own knowledge of good and evil, they could be like God. Why would God withhold this from them? They could be like God and rival God and be independent. It's the first doubt that God's universe is not friendly. It's the first doubt that God's universe is friendly and that God really loves them. It's noteworthy that Adam and Eve don't even consider talking with God about what the serpent says before they succumb to his crafty temptation. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that the fall happens not in eating the forbidden fruit, but in what happens afterwards. We attempt to hide from God as if we could. First, we hide physically behind the trees, then socially pointing the finger of blame beyond ourselves. The initial exchange between the serpent and the woman in Genesis is a whole lot like the temptations Jesus faces in the wilderness. But Jesus exercises masterful spiritual discernment as he resists the temptation to act in fear. And instead, he returns to the relationship he has with God, who has said, you are my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus' ability to say yes to his belovedness gives him strength to say no to the temptations. The basic temptation we all face daily is the temptation to act out of our fears in all the small and big ways that we do. If you wonder what I'm talking about, 
It's all the ways that we take matters into our own hands, taking more than we need, or cutting people off rather than forgiving, or being dishonest in daily life and work. All the ways that we forget that we're children of God, secure in our belovedness. All the ways we live, consciously or unconsciously, fending for ourselves, as though the universe is hostile and there's no God here with us who speaks that word of love that we are to live by and not just bread alone. The wilderness for Jesus is the place where he learns to trust God and to overcome his fears by returning, returning to that relationship rather than hiding from God. Our 40 days in the wilderness of Lent is a season for us to return to God and to relearn how to trust that we too are beloved of God and children of God, and that we too can live by the word of God, which is love. This is the place of strength against all the fears we face in life. This is the place where we make room for the angels to come and wait on us as they did for Jesus. One of my favorite musicians is the artist Pink. It's a far cry from opera, I, as I told our ninth class people, you're stuck with me and my rock stars from here on out. Pink has a new album out, and the title song has a great line. Go where the love is on our side. It's a trust fall, baby. We are God's children, beloved, in whom God is well pleased. These are the words God, these words mean that God has our best interest at heart. God's universe is friendly, not hostile, and we can trust in that. We don't need to take matters into our own hands by taking more than we need or by settling our scores with hostility and unforgiveness. The church has been turning to this story of Jesus' temptation on this first Sunday of Lent since the fifth century. Every year, we are invited into the same wilderness to do the work of honest self-examination as some heard in our Ash Wednesday invitation to a Holy Lent. Where in your daily life do you question whether you are beloved by God? Where in your daily life do you doubt that God is pleased with you? Where in your daily life are you missing God's presence? We are God's beloved children in whom God is well pleased. God's universe is friendly, not hostile. It's a trust fall, baby. Go there where the love is on your side. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanaan.org.